You are listening to LifeGate Podcast. To learn more about LifeGate Church, visit us online at lifegate.org. Today's talk comes from Pastor David O'Gorman. I hope you're blessed today and that you are enjoying your walk with the Lord. We're looking at Colossians and the heart of what we're doing is to try and help you to enjoy that sweet walk with him that is really the the life of the believer. We're looking today at Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 and it says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy, beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. And again, he's speaking to the believers. He's speaking to those that know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And what he's doing is he's giving us something that is totally the opposite to the spirit of our age. But he starts by saying this, that we are elect. Now, that simply means we're in the family. We're not going into all the theology. Uh, That simply means that we are in the family, that we are his family, and we are holy and beloved. Do you realize that because Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins in God's eyes, you are holy today? Uh, It may not be working out very well in your life, but in God's eyes, you are holy. And if you were to die this moment and stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, you would be perfectly holy because when we shall see him, we shall be as he is. But the task before us is, in a sense, uh, to, to reconcile our lives with the holiness that he has given us. And that's what he's talking about here. Uh, he's, and, and he says, we're beloved. I love that word. Do you, do you know that means that God loves you with a passion? Um, that, that he delights in you. Uh, that you are a precious child to him. You are beloved. And, and because of that and all these truths that we've been looking at in the book of Colossians, he says, he says put on. Remember we talked about putting off the old man and putting on the new man? He says, put on bowels of mercies and bowels there are kind of your innards where you want to give mercy now you and i are used to receiving mercy from god because neither before we were saved nor since we've been saved uh, have we gotten it all right Uh, but you know what god has dealt with us in mercy if he dealt with us in justice we'd be in big trouble but he's given us mercy And he wants you to show mercy to others. Now, what's mercy? Mercy is giving them what they don't deserve. Giving them not that which they have earned, but being kind, being the rest of these things to them, even though they've frustrated you. See, it's very easy for us to love those that love us. Jesus said, even the publicans do so. It doesn't take any grace for you and I uh, to love those that love us, to love those that are kind to us. But every one of us have enough people in our lives that actually uh, go against our grain, that make life a little difficult for us. And we're supposed to love them. And so you're supposed to put on bowels of mercy. Instead of thinking justice and judgment against people, you're, you're to think mercy. And then you're to be kind. Really, I notice a decreasing amount of kindness in our world. It's becoming popular to be harsh, caustic, and cutting uh, with people. We're seeing it amongst our politicians all the time. We're we're, we're seeing it uh, played out on the world stage. And it really is having an impact upon us as, uh, as people. 
we need to have kindness. Kindness is such a blessing to other people, but you know, it's such a blessing for you too. We need to be kind one to another, considerate of one another. And then he says, humbleness of mind. You know, one thing I always try and remember is I may not be right in a conflict. I may not be right. In fact, I'm rarely all right. Now, when I stand on scripture, that's truth and that's beyond question. But so often my opinions and my understanding may not be all right. And I'm supposed to have a humbleness of mind. I'm supposed to be not proud, arrogant, and make like I have it right, and other people have it wrong, and I'm the only one. Now, don't get me wrong. There are areas of Scripture where, where we have to accept that that's what the Bible says. That's the truth. There's no way around it. We've got to accept uh, that truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father by me. What does that mean? That means that there is only one way to God. That's his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's, there's no other way. And if you haven't received him as your savior, you're not going to heaven. Why? Because you're not a good person. Well, you may be a good person in the world's eyes. But Jesus said the only way for you to be righteous in God's eyes is through his son and the sacrifice of the cross. And you need to come to him and receive that. But we're to have a humbleness of mind. We're not to be those people that are, uh, <clears throat> that are going around and that are telling everybody that we're right and they're wrong. No, Jesus is right. I love uh, what somebody said about salvation. They said that salvation is simply, <laughs> telling somebody about salvation is simply one beggar telling another beggar where they found bread. Because I didn't get saved because I'm anything great. If it was down to me, I wouldn't be saved. And neither did you. You got saved because the Lord Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin and God showed you mercy. And we're supposed to be humble. I think of all the people in the world, Christians are supposed to be the humble ones. Because we owe everything to the fact that a man we didn't care about, who owed us nothing, hung on a cross, and paid the price for our sin. That should make us humble, always. I, <clears throat> and then meekness. Meekness is that strength under control. Meekness is Jesus on the cross with the power to destroy the world and, and, and destroy everybody that was his enemy. And yet he hung there. He held back all that power because he had a purpose. His purpose was to reach us. And you know, you and I are going to have to show meekness in a world that can be very aggravating to us. We're going to have to show meekness with people that won't see it our way and we could have crossed the, crossed, crossed the grain for us. But we're supposed to be meek people. We're supposed to put on meekness. And then he says, long-suffering. And do you know, because we live in a broken world, because we're different like we've talked about in the last few days, because there are all these problems and issues uh, between us, that... You're not going to be able to reconcile all the differences with everybody. You're not going to have sweet, peaceful, happy relationships with every, everybody. Sometimes you're just going to have to be long-suffering. Well, I don't agree. That grieves me, but you know what? I'm not going to fight with you about it because I'm, I'm going to let it go. Now, l let me give you just one illustration, spiritually speaking, of that last thought there. Isn't God long-suffering with you? Haven't you done enough in your lifetime 
to, to incur God's wrath. And even since you've been saved, you've not been perfect. Oh, I trust you've been a whole lot different and a whole lot better than you were before you were saved, but you've not been perfect. And, and hasn't God been long-suffering with you? He says, I want you to be like me. Be long-suffering to those people around you. Stop getting bent out of shape and angry and aggressive and demanding your way. Recognize you live in a broken world. It's not all going to go your way. And that's fine. Because you have a heavenly father that promises you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you can enjoy his presence and you can draw power from him to live in a broken world his way. And that's the greatest life anyone can have. Dwell on these thoughts today and ask the Lord where he would have you apply them. If you are encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Thanks for listening.